I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself, or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. The, the podcast. podcast, and I'm not Theo, surprisingly, and I am not Juliet. And I feel like there should always be something that we say right after that, but there isn't. So we it's just, just have to, empty space have to we get it. to inhabit together as we bridge into the actual show. Right? That's yes. kind of the crutch to like, okay, the microphones are on. Here we go. <laughs> so I'll I'll uh, bridge the gap by saying, what's shaking bacon? Um. Well, I will tell you that what is shaking bacon over here is um, we are renting this house and our dog has, I don't want to use the word destroyed because I feel like that has legal complications. So I'll just say has run around the yard a lot, Uh like uh 5,000 times at 5,000 miles an hour. And so there's a Uh great big, and I mean like a hundred square foot bare patches from where he's just like running and digging up Uh earth, right? Now, I'm also going to say, in fairness to me, that <laughs> the yard was not in great shape when we when we took the house, right? Uh-huh. Uh, but, but there was grass. <laughs> like, I can't argue with that. Not everywhere. Yeah. There, there yeah. were the side of the house was completely a barren moonscape, and and still is. So anyway, so my whole goal has been um, we're going to be moving at some point, and I don't want to get dinged for the yard. Right. And also, I like the landlady. She's super great. And I'm not saying she's not a listener. Um, so I've been like decorating the yard with plants and nice. birdhouses and bird baths and Aww. statues with solar powered. Like it's getting so stupid, grandma out there. Not stupid, grandma. <laughs> it's getting so stupid. It feels very grandmotherly. Right. Okay. And I've got to stop finding shit. And I'm like being like, Oh, that's so cute. I got it because it's too cute. It's too tweed. It's yeah. turning into like a yeah. storybook forest out there. So oh, um, cool. I bought a bunch of plants. We have a raised um, garden, herb garden, vegetable garden boxes. Um, yeah. And, uh, and they're pretty like, they're not high tech, but there's a sprinkler system that runs through them. So nice. they stick some plants in there and then they just get watered because I'm awesome. real good about getting something and putting it on a table and making the table look pretty and then walking away from it and never thinking about the pretty table again. Uh-huh. And that goes for plants. So I can buy a plant and stick it in the ground and be like, Oh, look, it really makes the feeling over so different. And it looks good. Great. And then buy, buy plant. So, um, <laughs> so I've got squash and tomatoes and basil oh, and thyme amazing. and oregano and, lavender and mind you i have like one of each i don't have fields of this bullshit all the stuff i'm naming in time and i bought a jalapeno pepper um plant right yeah um, and so cool and then i like dug it all up and stuck it all out there and i've got a rabbit with a solar lantern 
that he's carrying as if turning around looking behind him as if he's leading a bunch of other rabbits on a great adventure through oh, my vegetable garden it's so Aww. cute um yeah and so that's what i've done and it is exactly what my grandmother did and i'm Aww. sure it's what her grandmother did and so that's i'm so following cute. a great tradition of grandmothers there yeah. there we are um so and that's been that because if it hasn't been work I haven't been able to really do it or think about it. Uh, oh, I will say the warning to everyone. There is uh-huh. a show called Swarm, um, uh-huh. which I understood from uh, Karen on My Favorite Murder was really good. Uh-huh. And of course, I heard that on their show. She didn't call me and tell sure. me, hey, Theo, hey, listen, Swarm, it's so good. Um <laughs> What a, oh my, I mean, is it good? The production values are good. The acting's good, right? I did not, it is so violent. It is so scary. I was really? just like, What's it about? holy moly. It's kind of feeling like it's the Selena murder, right? You know, remember how Selena was murdered by her assistant? Oh, Selena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How dare you? <laughs> um, and so... It's kind of that, but uh-huh. um, episode one, I like. I don't want to give anything away because it's not horror. Yeah, and but I think it falls into the category of show that you could watch and be like, "Ah, oh, he's such a baby." Uh-huh. Um, so I will say, I yeah, I I could not get to episode two. Way I too see. much. Way, wow. Somebody gets attacked with a brick, and yeah. I was just like. Out. Bye. Nope. No, thank you. Uh, that's bad. Um, and that's that. Oh, and then, oh my God, look at how nothing this is. Also, what shaken bacon, the fattest piece of bacon's about to get fried. Donald Trump was <laughs> indicted. We're not Yay. even like talking about that. Yay. I, I, I wish there was more to the story and that there's more that he was going to be accused of and and judged for and thrown in jail and possibly executed but there is we have to take what is there the the indictment has 34 charges in it um we only know of one of them because of the way that new york the legal system is set up or whatever i can't pretend to know any more than that i don't Um, know anything about it obviously and so uh he and he doesn't know what those charges are until he appears in court and neither do his attorneys in the dark let's just Throw him in jail and let him rot. Well, sadly, that is never going to happen. That is one man who will never see the inside of a prison cell. But he may very well see uh, federal charges brought against him. He may very well lose hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, He, (sighs) Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. But he wouldn't want to be Donald Trump right now. Maybe he'll be convicted of a felony, and then we, he won't be able to run for president again. So, I mean... I don't think he's going to, but no, if he I, does, I don't think he'd win. But even so, it would be nice to have that assurance. It, well, his death or whatever it takes to legally get him to never run again. And and I was having this conversation yesterday with uh, with my friend Nori, who um, I had the... I had a great time with her yesterday. She took me to like this yeah. really fantastic place. And I will use the word magical. It was wow. a fucking magical, but I want to, I don't want to over 
overset your expectations. That's the wrong expression, but whatever. You told me it's magical. I know. And then you're going to get there. You're going to be like, I'm it's like, not what is magical. This? Why are we Dunkin' Donuts? It's nice, but it's not yeah. magical. It was fucking magical. It is awesome. like this outdoor, indoor venue. There's a, there's like a, an Italian restaurant. You have to stand in line and it's basically just a shack. You don't even get to eat in it, but supposedly it has the best <laughs> pasta. And I will say that while we were there, the line went from the ordering stand out to the parking lot and it never uh-huh. got any, any wow. lower, right? There were wow. hundreds of people in line for this. Um, Damn. It's a bar. It's a coffee shop. It's uh-huh. like a little lending library. Um, nice. There's a, to say a movie theater it's not a movie theater it's a theater it's it's a stage production right uh they do live stage productions there and then outdoors there's a stage and uh wow. there was a poetry slam going on and as and i say this is somebody who has written poetry and might still sometimes compose a poem in his head um there were five people in the audience, and they were also all the poets who got up behind the microphone to speak. <laughs> which is, so that's that's the poetry audience. It's uh, only the people that write yeah. who go to listen to it. Um, and it was okay, poetry. Sure, it's poetry slam poetry. I was. It wasn't as good as my poetry, but you know. Of course not. And I thought about getting up there and grabbing the microphone out of the hands of that little eight-year-old girl who would not <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> Every word does not have to rhyme. Mm-hmm. But anyway, enough of my criticism. Um, she was very brave to get in the stage, unknowingly in front of me, the world's harshest poet critic. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that. That sounds like fun. Yeah, but you had a good time. It was it was great, and I forget where that point was going to. Oh yeah, yeah. And so we were talking about uh, Trump and the in- indictment, right? And I was like, it's as long as he's gone, I don't care what it takes to get him out. And uh, sure, DeSantis is just as bad, but it's like he's not stupid. That's a scary thing. It, and it's a scary thing. But Nori and I both agreed that it felt like DeSantis could be influenced and steered. Whereas Trump just simply has no concept of shame. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, whatever. Okay, what's shaking bacon for you? Oh, God, nothing. Uh, Seriously, nothing. I have done nothing this past week except for work, and and very little even of that, to be honest. So, as as the integration progresses, um, at least we're at the point in the integration, um, my company was bought by another company, where um, all of my projects have either wrapped up or, or been canceled, and, and I'm sort of responsible for a number of things on the integration side itself, but um, my last day is September, in September, so uh, right now, at least, there's, there's not as much to do as I'm used to doing, so it's kind of frustrating. But um, the, oh, the positive no. the positive side is that at the end there's there's a severance package for me, so I'm thrilled about that, and uh, I won't complain about anything because I'm grateful for the severance package. Um, and there's really nothing to complain about except that um, other than work, I haven't been doing anything, and that's my own fault because I haven't been making things for myself to do. But um, at the same time, I'm not really one to be like, well, I need to do something. What am I going to do? I got to find something to do and then go and do it. I'm more like I have to wait until the inspiration hits and it, the inspiration has not been hitting that you know what that's it exactly because i'm in the same boat it's like everything's fine i can go outside not wear a mask i don't even think about COVID anymore right mm. um 
I tried to book a COVID booster because it was my last one was six months ago, and they yeah. were like, "Oh no, no, your last one's good for a year." Oh, really? And I was like, "Are you people trying to get me killed?" I thought, Probably. and they were like, "No, it's good for a year." Um, wow. And so it is just like nothing's inspiring. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can think of things to go. I should learn Russian. Right. I could learn Mandarin. I could polish right. me Espanol. Yeah. Hablo mejor. Exactly. Pero no. And, and I was thinking uh, I could go up to Marin today and and uh, check out the little town up there called Point Ray Station. And there's little shops and little thrift store that Brent would enjoy and some restaurants. And then there's a beach you can go to and I could take the dog. But then if I take the dog, I won't be able to go into the little shops and et cetera, et cetera. It's, it all just seems like too much trouble. So it's easier just to stay home and watch TikTok, which is bad because then I feel bad that I didn't do anything. So it's a catch 22. But all of the information that you learn from TikTok. TikTok? Yeah. Um, we were having a work conversation and cause it was a meeting and it was people at work and we were talking about uh-huh. work things and I had two different Excel spreadsheets and it was like, Oh God, I have to vertical look up, but I can never figure it out. Oh, we were just talking about that. Us too. I, I, I don't know how to do a VLOOKUP and I, I don't want to learn and I should really learn cause it would probably be useful, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm not motivated to learn how to do VLOOKUP. And it's only like four steps and it's like it's step one, step two. Easy. It is, but the problem is the like the con not even the concepts, right? But like the what you're looking for is ranges and the ranges overlap and then you have to yeah. know where the information is and you have yeah. to count columns and all this. So while it's four steps, they're all stupid and boring and I hate them. And it's hard to get it right <laughs> and I can't figure it out. And I, I could spend twenty minutes trying to like piece my or YouTube, right? So then yeah. it's like I'll go to YouTube and I'll watch a video and Right. Useless, completely yeah. unhelpful, right? Oh wow! And so I was, I was venting my frustration at this work meeting, and this girl um, was like, "Oh well, um, you could just go on TikTok and look it right up, and they'll tell you in like a minute." And right. I was like, "Really?" And she's like, "Yeah, it's what I do. It's what I do with all my Excel stuff." And I was like, "Really?" And so. Uh, she was like, yeah, let me know who you are and I'll follow you. And then uh, I can send you a message. And I was like, okay, great. And so I did. Uh-huh. And my TikTok name, of course, is something like Prince Theo the Great. Because <laughs> I never in my life thought that anybody that ever. Yeah, right. no, you might be the only person. You and right. Terry, the only people on TikTok who have my <laughs> stuff or whatever. Because who else fucking cares, right? And so... um so she found me and then she, I didn't realize she could see everybody I was following. Right. And oh. she was like, Oh, I love that person. Oh, I love that person. And I was like, I, I don't feel like a sense of invasion of privacy, but at the same time, it's like, <laughs> Oh, we're really going to be this public. Anyway, TikTok for research. A, a whole. Did you, did you go and look up V lookup and did it, what, found, did it help? Found better than vertical lookup, right? It's there. It took me one minute to sit down, watch, yeah. watch the, the dancing, singing video. About, you put in the column and then go to the left, tip, 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 and then no X, X lookup. Um, so vertical lookup holds you to specific columns, right? right? And you have to and say like, lookup. Ah, yeah. this piece of info I want is in this column. Now with X lookup, it's just like here's a sheet, here's the other sheet, make it happen, boom. Oh, I see. 
Yep. Oh, interesting. And so, uh, so I highly recommend, as I have just done to you. Cool. TikTok. So it, it, I've been doing a bunch of budget stuff, and I never learned VLOOKUP, and I never really wanted to, and I never wanted to do budget stuff in my life, but somehow I always end up doing it, and and. It, it's, it's at this point I'm working against myself by not knowing how to do these things. It would just make my life easier if I did. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to bite the bullet and I'll watch a TikTok about it now. <laughs> hey, good. I had see. <laughs> thank you. You're well, more than welcome. You you may <laughs> thank me after you. You're like, wow, I did six spreadsheets in five minutes and right, really. I'm forever. And the mistake you made is by being good at math and letting people know uh, that you can do math. I'm not good at math. That's why I hate budgets is because I feel like I get them wrong all the time and I'm, I'm, you know, destroying the, the budget that I'm working on, but so far so good. So we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Right. The, the problem is not that I, people think I'm good at math, but they think I'm willing to do it, which is true. I'm willing to do it, but, uh, I should never have let anyone know. So. Well, mistake number one is, is you're putting yeah. out quality work, right? So don't be willing, you'd be willing to do it and do it all wrong and turn it in <laughs> I, That's the last time you'll ever you'll do love. it. <laughs> That's what I should do. I should do it wrong. And then forget me, look up. I'm just going to throw in numbers randomly right. in the spreadsheet. <laughs> and then I won't have to worry about it ever again. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Well, now that we've so destroyed your company. See. Yeah, let's talk about next next week. Let's talk about this week's um, story. So what are we talking about today, Theo? Why don't you well, give us a little intro? Spe- speaking of companies, right, we are talking about a drug cartel in Mexico that... Um, sort of accidentally kidnap four well they on purpose kidnap four people um, right. who turned out to be not the people they thought and right. then two of those Allegedly. people died and then the cartel apologized and yeah. we are here to um give it an 11 if not a 12 on a scale from one to 10 and congratulate right. the cartel for the brilliant and beautiful work that they have done and how amazing and awesome they are Absolutely. And I'm not saying so, that because I'm afraid of uh, the Mexican cartel. The cartel. I, I'm, oh, I am. I'm saying that because I like drugs. <laughs> I don't know what drugs were even involved, allegedly, what drugs they thought these people were, were trafficking. But it doesn't matter. Um, it's probably very obvious, probably cocaine or something. And I just don't know enough about Mexican What's cartels cocaine? to know what, <laughs> what drugs they're into. Um, but the Mexican Gulf Cartel apologized in a handwritten letter in early March after four American citizens were shot at, and two of whom were killed, in an armed abduction in Mexico. The Gulf Cartel faction involved called Grupo Escorpion claimed to have turned over the members who were responsible. I'm not sure who they turned them over to, I guess to Mexican law enforcement? Um but a senior law enforcement official in the United States told NBC News that U.S. authorities at least believe the apology letter is legitimate. So they do think, at least that one senior law enforcement officials think, that the apology letter really came from the Grupo Escorpion. Um, and along with the letter uh, was provided a photograph of five men who were tied up and face down on the pavement. Uh, so presumably those are the people responsible for the kidnapping. Uh of the four Americans who were shot at and kidnapped after they drove into Matamoros, Mexico, which is just south of Brownsville, Texas. And video showed a gunman dragging people into a white pickup truck. One woman and one man survived. And the group were supposed to be, uh, or initially claimed to be a group of childhood friends from South Carolina who went to Matamoros so that the woman who could have a tummy tuck at a clinic in the city and her three friends were said to have accompanied her to the appointment 
A law enforcement official said that the gunman targeted the group in a case of mistaken identity, but the Reuters news agency has reported that three of the four Americans had convictions for mainly minor drug-related offenses, but one was charged with manufacturing banned narcotics with the intent to distribute. So, I don't know, take that with a grain of salt, I guess. Um, I don't know if it's true that these people really did have drug-related offenses and or, you know, maybe it's obvious to everyone but me that they did. I don't know. Well, what do you think? Uh, so I will say um, that having having lived with a drug dealer, uh, my first boyfriend sure. was a drug dealer. Um, very minor, very small drug dealer, right? Sure. Sold to, sold to friends. That was, sure. that was basically it. Um, I've also lived with drug dealers. Oh, so <laughs> you have to tell me. Oh, wow. We're both so dangerous. Um, but you don't, if, if you're a minor dealer, you don't go to Mexico to get your supply, right? Oh, no. I, I know planet where these guys going into Mexico to like, we're going to get six pounds of marijuana and five kilos of cocaine and we're going to go back. No, that, no, right. they probably actually, um, went there for the procedure and maybe to score some drugs, but they probably maybe. were just thinking like. Small amounts, right? They weren't looking See, to meet with a cartel. They weren't going to encroach and take no, over somebody's no, operation. No, the cartel was not targeting them in right. particular, uh, would be my thought. But, I mean, they may have had drug records, but they are not big-time drug dealers who are going down to Mexico to deal with the cartel. That's my feeling. Yeah, I agree. Right, yeah. And so the cartel thought that they were Haitians and and there to, I don't know, to it, not so much encroach upon their territory, but encroach upon their territory. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, I didn't know that part. Um, so the State Department issued a do not travel alert for uh, Tamaulipas, 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 I think is the name of the state, noting that organized crimes, including gun battles, murder and kidnapping are common along the border and in Ciudad Victoria. Other Mexico border states also have travel warnings. Now, I did not go and look and see if um, Tijuana, the state that Tijuana is in, what is the state that Tijuana is in? I don't oh. know. if. California. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Probably California del Sud or something. Um, del Sur? Sur? So what's that? Um, is it Tijuana's? Maybe not. I, there's no way to know. I mean, there's no way to know. It's, anyway, it's too secret. Um, so I don't know if it has a border warning or not, but um, but a lot of people obviously go to Tijuana to get drug uh, drug treatments, <laughs> Mexican <laughs> <laughs> medical treatments. Um, Andrew Rudman, who's director of the Mexico Institute at the Wilson Center, which is a Washington, D.C.-based think tank, said, I wouldn't go so far as to say the Gulf Cartel is the de facto government in this part of Mexico, but they certainly act with impunity, and most of the time what they do doesn't attract much international attention. Um... And Ricardo Ainsley, who's a professor at the University of Texas at Austin, who made the 2007, 2007 documentary film Ya Basta, Kidnapped in Mexico, said, I have never heard of a cartel offering up an apology or turning over suspects. That's just not their MO. I suspect that because of the kidnappings, they're under extreme pressure and not just from Mexican federal and state authorities. Cartels like the Gulf Cartel have been involved in hundreds and thousands, hundreds and hundreds of assassinations that rarely draw notice outside of Mexico, Ainsley said. The last thing they want is a lot of this kind of attention. 
This would not have happened if the kidnapping and killings didn't involve Americans, said Vonda Felbob Brown of the Brookings Institution. If the victims were Mexican, their bodies would be buried and the survivors would never be seen again. But this gang knows the United States has tremendous deterrent skills, has tremendous investigative abilities, and the will to hunt people down. So the U.S. government appeared unimpressed by the, by the apology letter. Uh, National Security Spokesperson Adrian Watson said, These criminal organizations can say whatever they want. The protection of American citizens is the president's first priority. Anyone who is responsible for killing or harming American citizens will face the full weight of the U.S. government, and that includes a cartel and its members. I mean, so, yeah. What's really striking to me is is the statement that the drug cartel is sort of a de facto government because that yeah. that is actually what they are. Um, yeah, and not not surprising that that's the case, right? Yeah, because um, why do people get involved with drugs? And I don't mean use; I mean sell, right? And uh-huh. it's money because you make money and. It's sure low level people because, oh, and I do drugs. And so if I have access to drugs, I can sell drugs and have drugs. And therefore, my drugs are free to me and I can earn money. Awesome. Um, so people get involved in the production of drugs and join cartels, etc., because there are regions in the world where that is your only opportunity to make money. And, mm. and we'll say, like, um, Sort of in that way, and you see this in the U.S. a lot in, in cities where there maybe there's an area that's controlled by a gang, and as you're growing up in that neighborhood, your option is join that gang yep. or have a real shitty life, Yeah, right? And so um, once once you have this access to money, this this job that allows you to have money, you also then you have access to power, and the people above you have access to more power. And what's a great way to continue your operation? It's to get the government and police on your side. And, and the mafia did this in, in like, oh, I don't know, from from their inception. Um, uh-huh. You become a corporation. You behave like a corporation. Right. You look at right. your bottom line. You look at right. your distribution systems. You look at what the cost of doing business, right? Sure. Is it easier to fight the police or have the police on your side? What does it take to get the police on your side? Money. Even pay them off, right? right? And so... Um, and you have to do PR, so... Um, yeah, exactly. Is, yep. Yep. And this is part of the... The apology is part of their PR efforts, Well, and, supposedly. And I will say, having... Um, we were so we said, oh, let's do the drug cartel. We'll do the apology, right? It's like, oh, that'll be yeah. Cause, wow, what's that about? And the things I learned um, going through researching Mexican drug cartels, etc. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Like they have logos. There's there's merchandise you can buy online. Wow. That that is created and sold by, you know, eventually that money gets to the Zapatas or it gets to the Scorpions, right? Um, yeah. And who'd have thunk? But it's because they're, they're structured like corporations. And, um, and the government doesn't do anything about it. They don't prevent the money from the, from the sales of the merch from getting to right. the gangs. And, and then after a while, um, you... Uh, 
I imagine after a while, and I'll use like sort of the mafia is still here because it's easier for me to wrap my head around like the mafia structure and then maybe a drug cartel structure, although they are the exact same thing. Um, after a certain point, you know, you've got money, you've been killing people, you've been selling drugs, you're not a good guy. Your kid goes to Yale, your kid becomes an attorney, your kid comes right. back and works for the family. Right? right. And you're a step closer to legitimacy. And then yeah. eventually you can build these bridges where you are legitimate. So and and we can look at the IRA, not that the IRA was selling drugs, but they certainly were planting bombs in, in a terrorist organization. They're a political mm -hmm. party now. So you can work your way towards legitimacy. And that's probably what's happening um, in Mexico. These drug cartels are behaving like corporations and that so they can remain in business yeah. and they'll become quasi-governmental. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So they've been known to issue letters to intimidate rivals and authorities. And um, also things like the apology as public relations work, as we mentioned, to try and smooth over situations that could affect their business. As you've been saying, um, the Americans killings brought in national guard troops and an army special forces outfit. So it's getting, the heat is on for them, and Mexican security analyst David Saucedo said it is very difficult right now for them to continue working in terms of street-level drug sales and transferring drugs to the United States. They are the first ones interested in closing this chapter as soon as possible. It's bad for business, and yeah. it's bad for business on many levels, and it's, and we'll say, like, it's bad for business because the, I don't know this, but I can imagine that there are some dots I can connect from Mexico to the United States, right? And some of those dots are how the drugs get across the border sure. so easily, sure, right? It's not because immigrants are carrying them over, right? right. It's because truckloads are coming right. through, Someone's right? ignoring those truckloads. Someone is ignoring the truckloads or waving them through, right? And so right. it's not happening because Mexico is so terrible and these people are awful and they're forcing us to take these drugs. It's because somebody's getting paid to turn a blind yeah. eye somewhere right and and fine um yeah. and i forget where that point was going to oh right 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 so uh, why well, now you now you hurt some americans and now the heat is on the yeah i forget what the expression is the drug cartels use but it's something like oh uh the plaza's heated up right 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 and so the plaza which is the uh cartel term for the region that a cartel controls. Um, mm -hmm. The plaza is heating up. And so our region is under a microscope. Well, these U.S. crossing guard, to use a term, are now they can't turn a blind eye because, right. oh, oh, God, like it's in the news and like politicians yeah. are paying attention to what's happening in Mexico. So sorry, no bueno, you can't come through my guardrail anymore for the next couple months. Uh, yeah. So knowing all of this, would you go to, if you were going to have some sort of medical procedure done, would you go even to Tijuana to have it done? Well, um, I will say as somebody who has traveled to another country to have uh -huh. a medical procedure done, right? And in the middle of that yeah. medical procedure was like, why did I travel to another country to do this? Because this is not, <laughs> like, this, this is not how that would be done in the U.S., which is why it was yeah. so cheap. Um, yeah. 
No, but I also would never go to Mexico for a medical procedure, but I might go to Turkey or I might go to, it's even cheaper in the UK for some things, right? Is that uh, because you're afraid of the drug cartels or? Um, I think it's because I have a very 1980s impression of the infrastructure within Mexico. And, I see. And not racist as mm-hmm. much as more, um, it it, I still hold that idea in my head that, like, well, anybody can be a doctor in Mexico. I mean, sure, are there doctors who have trained in the United States? Yes, absolutely, right? Is there medical care in Mexico? Yes, absolutely, right? But would that be the surgeon that I would find? No. Right. That's why you pay more in the U.S. Right. It, Theoretically. Then also, you know, the, you have the opportunity to sell, to sell, no, to sue within the U.S., um, uh-huh. Whereas I might not have that same opportunity in Mexico, or it's a bigger yeah. deal, and it's blah. Um, yeah. But uh, but the short answer is no. I would not travel to Mexico to have a medical procedure done. Um, mm. But saying that, what's the cost difference? That's a lot. <laughs> um, it's a lot cheaper in Mexico than in the U.S. Uh, um, but then you have to think about why. Why is it so much cheaper? Uh, what? Where are we saving the money? So. Uh, yep. Exactly. That's the question. And I don't know if I would go to Mexico to have a medical procedure done or not. I, I, really, only because I wouldn't go to um, New Jersey to have a med- med- medical procedure done, only because it's so far away. And it's not. You know, I'm when I'm when I go home after my surgery or a couple days after surgery, I want to be able to have my doctor there in case I need follow-up care. And I wouldn't have that with uh, someone in New Jersey or someone in Mexico. But, um, if, well, if I were in San Diego, mm-hmm. I might go to Mexico for medical care. I, I will say again, as somebody who went to foreign country to have a, a medical procedure done, right. hi, cosmetic surgery, looking at you. <laughs> um, and it's come out great. I couldn't be happier, yeah. right? Yeah. They do text me. I mean, sure, it's over text. We're telemedicine. Text it's telemedicine, <laughs> right? And and they check in with me, and they you know send That's us good. photos, and if you have any questions at all, just WhatsApp us and let us know. And so so that's good. But you're right. There's also the convenience factor of being able to go in somewhere in person. I think um, I wasn't aware of this. Um, as somebody who's driven his car into Tijuana, parked his car in Tijuana, gotten out and had margaritas in Tijuana, yeah. walked around and then drove his car out of Tijuana. Gotten back in. Yeah. yeah. Um, never thought of Mexico as a dangerous place. I've always thought, I mean, you know, Tijuana's sketchy, but I know it's sketchy. And so I'm not going to go anywhere Super that's sketchy. sketchy right. Yeah. I'm going to stay on the main street. I'm going to. I'm going to buy paper mache dolls and then yeah. walk around like an American tourist and then and then leave. I did not realize all of, and I don't want to make this like, oh, Mexico is so dangerous. I did not realize how many and how much of Mexico is under a do not travel to advisory. So, is it? yeah, uh, I am now on the Department of State website of the United States of America. I knew that... Um, um, Oh gosh, I already forget. It's not Monte. Pre- the the district outside of Brownsville, Texas. Matamoros. Thank you. That they went to was listed as a Category Four by the Department of State, um, and so Category Four is do not travel to, don't go. You are oh, wow. you in danger if you go. Right. Uh-huh. You, 
not on your own, but you're as good as on your own. Um, so do not travel to Colima State, Guero State, Michoacan State. Sinaloa State, Tamaulipas State, and Zacatecas State, all of them due to crime and kidnapping. Well, They tell you you should reconsider traveling to Baja, which is where Tijuana is, Chihuahua, which is where all those dogs are, (laughs) thank you, Durango, Guanajuato, Jalisco, Jalisco. Um, oh, I That's say it. Sonora. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then exercise caution when traveling to, and actually it's exercise increased caution, right? Uh-huh. Um, Agua Calientes, Baja California Sur, uh, uh-huh. SUR State, uh, Nuevo Leon, Puebla. I mean, there's easily, there's That's a lot of easily 15 fucking states Mexico. here under increased. Uh, exercise wow. increased caution and then exercise normal precautions when traveling to the Yucatan state and huh. Campeche state. Only two, only two do you need to exercise normal caution. Everything wow. else is either do not travel, you better really think about it, or well, when you go there, pay attention. And um, it's it is largely one all crime. Right, where they just yeah. say the reason not to go there is crime, and then seventy five percent of them also combined with kidnapping. Yikes! Yeah, my cousin Heather doesn't want to go to Mexico anymore because of the kidnappings, and I think she's a little bit oversensitive. But um, not according I to the Department of State, there I can see now why she might feel that way. <laughs> Does she work at the Department of State? No. Did we ever narrow that down? No. Okay. Well. Um. Yeah. So. All of Mexico is under a travel advisory, which is muy malo. Um, yeah. And yikes. And yikes, right? Um, I would still go there, though. That's just. I me. love Mexico. I would still go to Tijuana. Um, yeah, even though it's exercise caution. I mean, 99 cent margaritas will get me anywhere. Yeah. I wonder what the drunk driving laws are like in Tijuana. Uh, I will tell you that it doesn't matter what they are like. What matters is who are you when you're driving? Uh, and how much money do you have? It says who are you? And then, right, and what's the presumed amount of money that you have? Because right. me in my Toyota Corolla driving around <laughs> Tijuana, right, um, it doesn't matter because it would be presumed that I had way more. I might have had eight bucks in my checking account. Yeah. Wouldn't matter. Right. Right. Because the presumption would be that I had $10 in my checking account, at least. <laughs> and you would give that $10 to them. Of course. I mean, yes, please. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I don't want to perpetuate any ideas that like, oh, foreign countries are terrible. Um, but uh, Mexico's got some uh, big travel advisories against it from the Department of State. Yeah. Okay. And what do All they right, say well, about England? Um, or I don't know. Let's let's do something fun. What's another country? Uh, Finland. Okay. I'm sure there are no travel advisories about Finland. Let's see. Well, they did try and join NATO. That's not a point against them, is it? No, but they'd be under um, uh, they'd be under Russian radar now, so to speak. 
Uh, exercise normal precautions. There you go. Yes, um, you are in danger of cold and drinking too much. No, it doesn't say that. What about like Moscow? What kind of oh, well, travel precautions the, are there for Russia now? Already, all Americans are being told, get out. To Don't be there. Go. Yep. Because uh, they just arrested okay. the American journalist um, for espionage. That's right. They did. Right? Yeah. And yeah. so now, and I'm like, now? Right. Uh, last year, like when they invaded yeah. Ukraine, that was a great time to leave Russia if you, you were American. Thought, yeah, you would have thought. But, yeah. Some anyway. people. So we talk about the apology? Oh, um, well, I, I mean, what is there to say other than A plus? Congratulations. You guys did a great job. No. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So the apology says, The Gulf Cartel Grupo Escorpiones strongly condemns the events of Friday, March 3rd, in which, unfortunately, an innocent working mother died and four American citizens were kidnapped, of which two died. For this reason, we have decided to hand over those involved and directly responsible for the events who at all times acted under their own determination and lack of discipline and against the rules in which the CDG has always operated. Um, the Gulf Cartel said it respects the life, tranquility, and integrity of the innocent. The CDG apologizes to the Society of Matamoros, the relatives of Mrs. Arelli, who is the Mexican woman who was killed, and the affected American individuals and families. In addition, the CDG asked society to remain calm because we are committed to ensure that these errors caused by lack of discipline aren't repeated. The guilty parties will pay regardless of who they are. And I will say that when I heard that the cartel had turned over the people who were responsible for the the incident, right? Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, okay, um, that's something. But then it was pointed out that the people who were turned over may or may not have been the people who were responsible. Right. We're just being told that that's who they are. Um, right, they may have been people they just wanted to get rid of. Exactly, or, or people. But then, you know, it is a cartel, and, or mm -hmm. let me rephrase that, because uh, OPEC is a cartel, a cartel right, right, um, right. for any listener who, like me, didn't know until this morning, um, is really a collection of organizations that get together to determine the single price for a product and sort of like how an industry will will operate. Um, oh, sorry, I got lost in OPEC. Um, like... They could just have shot anybody that they wanted to get rid of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So yeah. you don't have to get rid of Tommy because, like, uh, he made that mistake with that one supplier last week. You, right. Or, or let me rephrase that. You don't have to give Tommy away that. as yeah. the guilty party for this incident. You could just right. shoot Tommy in the head. And yeah, Tommy, you true. fucked up. Um, so maybe, maybe not. But I'll say... Uh, this is very much a corporate move. Um, our product, oopsie, killed somebody, um, or we inadvertently killed somebody. Um, here we are apologizing for it as uh, the corporation. Um, and so looking at them in that light, it's a 12. Do you think so? No, no, okay, no. Okay, I was going to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got, to, I've got to give it a five, a five to the drug cartel. Um, they... It's a PR move. There's zero sincerity to it. Um, it's self-serving. Um, understandably why, right? Um, mm -hmm. And even it's a five feels yeah. a little high. Yeah. But 
Uh, it's a three. So when we break it down, um, we look at the expression of regret. Yes, there was an expression of regret. Um, the, their explanation of what went wrong was that someone else did it. Um, their acknowledgement of responsibility did not exist. There was also no declaration of repentance. There was an offer of repair and that they turned over the people who were supposedly responsible, but were they really? We don't know. And there was no request for forgiveness, really. Um, so really, it was, it, was, it was, as you said, self-serving. They blamed someone else. Um, and you know, they tried to um, turn over the people who they said were responsible, who may or may not have been. So I would give it, I would give it a three. I would give it a two, even. Okay, I'll give it a, I'll give it a three plus eleven because hey guys, <laughs> um, no, it it's not a great apology. Um, plus, it was handwritten, which is weird. I think. Why would you handwrite an apology? How was it delivered? Why wouldn't you email oh, it to somebody? Um, I don't know how it was delivered, but when, um, and this bit's a little graphic, but when uh, cartels do a display of power and maybe they take some people that they've killed and they hang the bodies from a bridge, right? Mm -hmm. They will tape a note to one of the bodies. Um, so that's, that's just oh, you think that how was they do. Taped to one of the people that were turned over? Oh, probably probably that okay um that would be a good way to do it um yeah yeah and you know do do the police know who the who the cartel members are yes right mm -hmm. could they have been handed the note over dinner yes but it's right. still this this show of here's here's how far removed we are from you we can't hand it to you personally we we put it on the evidence I see. I see. All right. Well, that's that. Um, who's sorry now, Theo? Or do you have an apology expected? Um, so I have an apology expected. And you may have heard about... Let's see if I can get to it. So annoying. Are you familiar with the goat girl? No. That sounds like something that I would not want to see on... on uh, TikTok or YouTube or something. Uh, well, it could be cute. Well, it 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 was it is cute. So um, okay. Jessica Long is a mother, and she has a nine year old daughter, and she gave her daughter a pet goat to raise mm -hmm. to then take to the Shasta District Fair in Northern California to sell it, and the goat okay. would be slaughtered and barbecued and eaten. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this is the thing that 4-H club stuff, right, where I'll say farmers, but I guess anybody can yeah. enter livestock. And the idea is that you're teaching the children about where food comes from, what happens to food, right? Mm -hmm. And um, Jessica Long's daughter didn't read the full memo because mm. the goat was her friend. And mm -hmm. so when the goat got sold, her daughter was inconsolable. Oh. Right. And so Jessica Long kidnapped the goat. Oh, no. Right. Um, oh, no. And took the goat home. Oh, my God. And wrote a note. That's <laughs> just like the drug cartel. I didn't mean for it to track that closely. <laughs> um, to the Shasta County Fair officials saying, listen, my daughter just loves this goat. And so I know that I have like really fucked things up for you guys. And I know we sold the goat. So what, how do we make this right? Okay. And I'm okay. going to 
I'm going to remind our listeners, this is a nine-year-old girl and her pet goat that yeah. the mother entered into a fair legally and the goat was sold legally, right? Um, Shasta County sent sheriffs on uh, many hours oh search through Shasta County looking for Jessica Long, her daughter, and the goat. And then when they oh, found no. them, they took the goat away from the little girl, slaughtered it, oh. and uh, it, the goat was eaten. And oh my God. apparently the goat was not that meaty. So, oh. no. Uh, and so uh, Jessica Long is now suing Shasta County for use of excessive force. And wow. I am going to say that regardless of how the the legal aspect of this all plays out. And I'll mm-hmm. also say, unfortunately, Jessica, you probably signed some kind of a contract. And so things may not go in your favor. I know that you wanted to protect your daughter and I know all, all of that. And I'm with you. I think steal that goat, move to another state, right? Raise that goat, let it be happy, whatever. Um, yeah, it was all bad. The, the fair should have just simply let you buy them a goat. Yeah. Buy them another yeah. goat. Problem solved. You know, something like that. Or, you know, give them twice as much money to get the goat back or whatever. I mean, it's, you don't need that goat. Right. Or just right, grab some random goat and they'd be like, right. oh, here it is. They're not going to know. They're not, they're not coming for, the goat's name was Cedar. They're yeah. not coming they're not just coming for, for Cedar. Cedar. <laughs> they just want <laughs> they the want fucking goat. goat. Right. Unless the goat had won some award for being the most amazing goat in all, of all time. The goatiest goat of goats. The goatiest You're the goat, goat of goats. That's right. They might then have wanted cedar, but um, I don't know that that was the case. So, yeah, that, that whole thing does deserve an apology. I mean, talk about a fucking overreaction. And I'm sorry, yeah. Shasta County Fair, but I think you probably do owe Jessica Long an apology. I think legally she was wrong. Um, I think sure. morally she was right. Um, yeah, you could have worked it out. You didn't have to send the, the gendarmes after them. <laughs> I understood that Lemiz reference there. So brava, brava. Class act all the way. Um, okay, and what about you? Who's sorry now? I believe an apology is due. Um, so according to The Guardian, a doctor in Florida who was accused of drugging and raping his patients has been found dead. Now, we can't get an apology from the doctor because he's dead. But we can get an apology from the investigators who could not immediately determine how Eric Salata, the doctor, died when his body was discovered in the woods on Monday. But they said he had a gunshot wound to the head, was lying next to a pistol, and they did not suspect that he had been the victim of a crime. He had also left behind two notes. So to me, it seems obvious how he died. If investigators can't figure it out without all that evidence, then they deserve to apologize to me in particular for having to read the story and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and imagine this whole scenario. So uh, that's that's the apology that I want this week. I mean, regardless, I hadn't heard the I I had heard something about like. A lawyer who killed a dentist or a dentist who killed a lawyer or something. And I thought that was a story. I hadn't heard this at all. Um, And I would say, who cares how he died? (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, there's I mean, do we know that he actually, was he accused of drugging and raping or do we know that that's what he did? 
he was accused, and then he went out in the woods and shot himself. Uh, so, yeah. Absolutely. Or... Or somebody it. shot him, but six and one half dozen another. It doesn't matter if he was actually guilty of that, right? And yeah. Oh my God, I'm becoming an apologist for a guy who was accused of a rapist. Uh, that's not where <laughs> the road I want to walk down. Horrible. But how dare you? How very dare. Listen, I have nothing to say after that. <laughs> Just listen. Stop there. That's not what I meant to all say. Right. Not going there at all. Is that what we got this week? I think that's what we got. That this is week. what we got this week. And um, right. drug cartels and, we're and number six hundred or number eight hundred in uh, Kenya or somewhere. I don't know where <laughs> we are. <laughs> uh, so thanks, listeners. We Go are ahead. number one hundred and twelve in Ghana. So thank you, Ghana. Ghana. Um, apologies, Ghana. Yes, and I'm very disappointed in the politics at in Get Ghana. Get together, Ghana. But I suspect that the people who are listening to us in Ghana either want to kill us or we're their voice of freedom right um voice of freedom whatever um we're the voice of america apologies uh, we are the voice of apologies yes Yes. i think full stop uh but then number 836 in the comedy charts in the united states which is funny um and then rocket to the top number 242 in history in the u.s which that scary. bit makes me nervous, right? I I don't like that. I, I we should not be anywhere in a history chart. Um, but here, there we are, right? There and, we are. And thanks so everyone great. for listening to us. We love you and stay cool, cucumbers. And don't trip. And don't trip potato chips. Stealing your line. Go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, crunch you later. I don't ending on the potato chip thing. It's gross. I have nothing. All right, see you later. Bye, Bye. everybody. Thank you for listening to Apologies Accepted, the podcast. You can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes. To submit an apology or find out more, visit us at apologiesaccepted.net, where you can also find our merchandise. We're on Twitter at Apologies Accepted. And on Instagram at apologies.accepted. You can support our important work at Patreon forward slash Apologies Accepted. And fuck Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.